What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony, and we are discussing episode five of House of the Dragon. We are midway through this show, and let me tell you, Anthony messaged me Sunday night. I had taken a nap, so I didn't watch the episode on time. He messaged me, and he was like, this episode, I was like, wait, haven't gotten to it yet. He was like, oh, you gonna want to talk. The first message I sent you was, damn 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 (laughs) (gasps) let me tell you so we've been saying it from the beginning how matt smith is dama targaryen is owning this role matt smith is brutal this motherfucker don't have to say a word give that motherfucking emmy a golden globe give him all of the which I'll say all the flowers. All the things, all the things, all the things. All of them. All of them. You know, and I found this out. Some people were like, when they first started, they're like, Matt Smith, ooh, Doctor Who, blah, blah, blah. So number one, if you saw Morbius, you saw that motherfucker with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, this motherfucker was a scholarship rugby player in college. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Yeah. He has the physicality to That's do something. That's a tough motherfucker. But again, he didn't have to do shit. And let me let me tell you. Looks so, intimidating. <laughs> Damon was big dick energy from start to finish of this episode. Didn't say a word. <laughs> that that term was invented for him. Yes, it was. Start of the episode. Yes. We finally meet the bronze bitch. I have a big dick and a dragon. <laughs> Do I need anything else? No, you don't. So anyway, like I said, we meet the bronze bitch. We meet his wife because in the last episode, the king banished him and sent him back to the veil. So his wife, when she first comes on the screen, she comes on, there's, a, there's an encounter with her cousin. And she's getting ready to go hunting. And he asked her if she wants some company. She was like, no, I prefer to go alone. Even just the way she said that sentence, I was like, okay. She seems a little hard-nosed, but okay. She might not, you know, I don't know. The cousin seemed really nice. I was getting some strong, like, Arya, Lyanna Stark type No, she was a little bit, she had more of a, I don't know when when you first meet her she had more of a I guess because of the way he said it too because he thought she was gonna hunt something like simple rabbit and she was like dear and he was like oh what a, what did he say what a what a uh, ambitious choice or something like that mm-hmm. and he said it in a nice way but I kind of took it as okay so you're a female you're about to go hunt this big deer and the way that she answered him she had an attitude like no I want to do this by myself and she, you know, she goes off hunting or whatever. We see her riding a horse. Now, obviously, she's a skilled, you know, horsewoman, equestrian, whatever you want to call it. So when she's on her way back, there's a hooded figure standing in the middle of her path. And when she stops and looks at him, he takes a couple of steps towards her. And she's like, husband. Then she opens her mouth and I see what he means when he says that no child would take root in such hostile territory. He doesn't even have, he doesn't say a word to her. And at no time during his encounter with her, 
Does he seem malicious towards her? He doesn't seem angry. He doesn't seem the way that we've seen him when he's talking about her. He's just very quiet, just very kind of like, okay, I'm here. And she just keeps going on and on and on. She was like, what brings you to the veil? So do you finally decide to come consummate our marriage? Or did your brother get tired of him? I I see where you're going. (laughs) I understand. However, in her defense, this motherfucker runs his mouth everywhere else. Like the shit she was saying was I, he had said right about her. But also, this is on. the question I have. Also, he's been, he was probably talking shit since day one of the wedding. But I don't know because I kind of almost feel like maybe he was talking shit about her because of the way she is. That's what I mean. She's been talking well. Like maybe well, his, his reaction she to her. She's uh, like I said, she's like like Leona, you know, Leona Stark seems to be the type of character from the books that she would kind of be like this. Like, I'm gonna do this shit myself. I, you know, even when we saw her in the clip when she was on the horse and they were in the courtyard, the, the young Starks, mm-hmm. Rob and John and them fighting and stuff. Yeah, she was the better fighter. She was the better horse rider. She was the better bow person. And the same thing with Arya. Once Arya figured out how to do shit, she was a badass. That, so yes, these are these. But they were so not. They were the not same. cool with it. Well, they were I, not cool about it. Well, this could be her response to his cruelty. I don't know. I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like the way that he's been talking about her might be a response to her cruelty. This is like a reversal of our roles because sometimes we have the opposite. Right. But I mean, that's really how I feel. Just the way that she came at him. Like I said, he didn't say a word to her when he came in. And if you look, I always say this, look at people's facial expressions. He came up to her. He didn't have any malice on his face. There was nothing on his face, but just I'm, I'm here. And like literally from the moment she sees him, she's ragging him. What are you doing in the veil? Are you here to finally consummate our marriage? You know, and I took that as a dig about his impotence. So maybe if that happened during their marriage night, she started ragging on him. Of course, he's going to say something to her or he's going to have some kind of feelings about that because we saw even though he couldn't finish, he had no problem getting it up with the whore. You know what I'm saying? So we know that there, there's probably certain things like I think all of this is like mentally, you know, tied to his it's, mental it's state. Yeah, so if she started out the marriage that way, that's probably why he was like, oh, I don't want to be around her. She's nasty. She's cruel. I'm totally team Damon on this in this point. Okay. I really I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to argue with you because I'm, I'm team Damon, too. Yeah, he because did, he didn't way, say a word. He just she was there. like, she was like. What are you doing in the veil? Did you finally come to consummate our marriage or did your brother get tired of you? You know, choosing a little girl over you. And I mean, she just kept ragging and kept ragging. And she was like, what are you going to do? Kill the little babe? Or, and then she like, oh, wait a minute. I don't even, I'm going to be honest. Looking at the way he was responding to her, I don't even think that crossed his mind until she made it known that that's what crossed her mind. And he was like, oh, you know what? I can get rid of this way quicker. But even then, I don't think what he did with the horse was on purpose. Like she reacted. She was trying to pull out her bow 
I feel like he was reacting to her like he was about to defend himself, which he was right to do. The horse got startled. And to me, it looked like he was trying to pull. He was trying to grab the horse's reins and the horse got startled, fell backwards on her, cracked her back. And I think at that point, he just looked at it like, oh, that's what you get, you bitch. You talking all that shit and now you on the ground. He was about to turn around and walk off. I feel like if he was there with malice in his heart and in his mind, when she fell, he would have he would have killed her. You saw him go over there and step on her arm and he didn't do anything. He just looked at her, still no real emotion on his face. He didn't look at her like, aha. Uh-huh. He didn't look at her like he was happy. He was just like, oh, well, that's what happened. He, he was, turned he around. Checking, he was checking to see if she was paralyzed. <laughs> So he turned around. He was getting ready to leave. And I don't know what it is about this word craving. I'm going to have to look it up. She calls him a craving. And we see from the last episode, that word does not have good consequences for the people who speak it. He reaches down because she's like, craving, I knew you wouldn't be able to finish it. And I think when she said that, that that was a double-edged sword. (laughs) That's his trigger. He was like, oh, okay. He picks up a rock and then it cuts. So we already know, you know, as we find out later on, when they talk about her death, they say that her her uh, spine was shattered and her head was smashed. Yeah, he beat that bitch. He, he beat her head in. But I got to say, again, just the way that I read that scene, I don't feel like he was in the wrong shit. Like he literally came home, didn't open, a, didn't open his mouth. And she just starts going on going on going on and i'm like if anything y'all may not spend a lot of time together but you know what kind of violent and rash person he is he is a targaryen come on chaotic you with it uh with it uh chaotic and impulsive right yeah so the fact that you sat here and just kept digging at him yeah you dug your own grave i'm so sorry i have no hello real royce goodbye real royce I just she brought that on herself. I I mean um, I mean I, I I don't have enough information to argue either way. I can just go by based on what I saw, and she had said some harsh words, mm-hmm. you know. And the horse was already on edge. Mm-hmm. And and I don't ride horses, but from what I understand about horse riding is that horses can sense how the rider is feeling. So she became uneasy. The horse is going to feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. And then think and, about it. He tried know. to calm the horse down. He was trying he to approach the it. He was trying to calm the horse down. Yeah, but however, Damon ain't stupid. He's not, he's not stupid. Nope. He knows. He could tell when the horse was first, you know, a little uneasy about him. Mm-hmm. He knew if he got close to the horse, the horse was going to do something it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna give him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna completely absolve him of of any wrongdoing. Okay. I'm just saying. I know she didn't help the situation, but I'm sure he he is a, a chaotic, impulsive. He saw an opportunity, and you know, whatever happened happened, and it happened. I will say but this he, too. He, he he noticed that the horse was not easy with his presence Mm -hmm. so if he took a step aggressive you know if he took a step towards the horse and reached for it the horse was gonna go back from him but that's the thing 
he wasn't even aggressive with it. He just he not aggressive, like, but just like please. walking. Even if he raises his hand, horses can be real skittish, especially mm-hmm. if the rider is uneasy. He reached out in the you know walking towards the horse. All that was going to make the horse feel whoa whoa whoa. I, I don't like this situation. Mm-hmm. And they got her thrown because she wasn't easy about the situation, especially reaching for a bow. That was the only weapon she had. Mm-hmm. I've seen some stuff on the internet like, what did she think she was going to do with the bow at that sort of range? Well, that was the only weapon she had. Mm-hmm. And maybe she thought she was good enough to be able to, she may have hit him with it or something. But yeah, she from- was completely uneasy about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And made the horse uneasy. He startled the horse, whether intentional or not. The horse got startled. I don't think he startled the horse. Either. I think she did. Yeah, because she she was completely uneasy. But I'm not going to completely absolve, absolve him because, again, he ain't a stupid person. He's not a stupid he's a dra- person. He's a but... dragon rider, and he knows that when you ride these these creatures, these mm-hmm. beasts, they can tell what, how you feel and which you are. So he may have been like, you know what, let me try to calm the horse down because I can tell the horse is a little bit uneasy. Mm-hmm. He may not have needed to step towards. He may needed to step back. Mm-hmm. He didn't say any words of comfort. He didn't say any words of encouragement. He didn't say anything. So it wasn't like he was trying to defuse the situation. He may not have been trying to intentionally escalate, mm-hmm. but he wasn't trying to defuse it either. So he let I her. Think he was just, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was just trying to see how the situation was going to go. Yeah, because I mean, that's was, one thing about Damon. He may be chaotic, but he's also a patient man. He is. In, in a lot of ways, he's like, oh, okay, I can sit here and wait and see how this is gonna gonna work mm-hmm. out. But we also know he's not afraid to to throw <laughs> caution to the wind and see what happens. Yeah, but and I don't feel like that's what he did in this situation. Uh, I just think he he may have saw an opportunity and and you know she just she was, kept, she was she between kept a rock. Mouth shut. She was between a rock and a hard place, is what she was. She should have just kept her mouth shut. She, she could have just, just kept her mouth shut. Oh, what are you doing here? Your brother sent you back. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, she, and, she and, have, and you, what passed him? Oh, she wasn't going to do that because she'd been hearing these people. This is what he's saying. It's getting back to her. She knows exactly what he's been saying about her. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words cannot hurt me until I say them at the person while sitting on top of a horse. But see, he ain't, <laughs> he ain't, he ain't talking to her. So all she gets is what he's saying about her behind her back. And, you know, unfortunately, some of us need to have a thicker skin. Her skin must not be that thick. She may have thought his skin was thicker because maybe she thought he could take it. But however, 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 <laughs> she did. She did, did. She did. She mm-hmm. did. She ain't coming back. No mm-hmm. reruns for her. Nope. Nope. One and done. <laughs> One and done. Like I don't even think she was on the screen for a full five minutes. It's amazing that his his two most most plot moving scenes. He has said not a word, not a word. Didn't even need to really do anything in this scene. Just his presence. Mm-hmm. was enough to make things happen yep I'm like okay damon targaryen bde i'm just saying and that's just the beginning of the episode we haven't even gotten to the end of the episode which we will save for last because ooh, i got a lot of things to say about that. 
end of the episode. All right, let's move on to another Targaryen. Well, well, we see that um, we see them on the boat, the Sirius and company going, I guess, to uh, Driftmark. Driftmark. Let me tell you, the king is a punk. How well, you hey, gonna go? Can we say, well, wait, wait. Can we say which one called it got got promoted to the hand, right? Is yes. this the first time we've seen him as the hand? Yes. yes. Lionel Strong. And Lionel we said Strong that in the last, last episode, we said that he needed to be the hand. So we'll talk about that a little bit later because that okay. comes into other stuff. But let's talk about how the king is a punk. How are you the king? But you have to get on a boat with your people to sell to the person who defied you, who has been defying you for at least the last five years. So that you can go tell him, hey, I want my daughter to wed your son. No fanfare. Nobody meets him at the uh, at the water's edge. There's no kind of feast for him in the hall. I was just like, Lord Corliss is treating you like a commoner. I mean, he's he's saying all the nice things and he's... He's doing what he's supposed to do. But as, as soon as those words were out of the king's mouth, he said, hold up. I want to make sure we got some things straight. He was like, so how is okay. the succession going to go down? And okay. are these kids going to have their dad's last? <laughs> let, let, let's, let's skip ahead just a little bit. Now, when he was along with Prin- Princess Raines, Raines, mm-hmm. he did say, did I come on too strong? Mm-hmm. Like he knew he was taking a chance mm-hmm. because the series could have easily commanded him to come to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. He could have, mm-hmm. but he didn't. So coming to Driftmark was a a a way to sort of apologize to kind of make up for not doing what he should have done the previous he's the king he shouldn't have to apologize for shit no no he shouldn't but remember he's trying to be like his father i mean his grandfather he's trying to peace he's trying to do peace now i'm sure he did not expect to get there and he sees um what's the boy's name lanor lanor and the 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 knight of kisses crossing swords Mm-hmm. in the courtyard to be his greeting right i'm sure he was not expecting that mm-hmm. you know if and and corliss i think corliss made a calculated mistake mm-hmm. because the king did come to you the least you could have done was was have the fanfare for him mm-hmm. you could have done that because he knew what he was coming for and you knew his coming was was the 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 royal way to apologize. That like, was extending the olive branch, right? Mm-hmm. So the least you could have done was was have the fanfare. So I, I will fault Corliss for that, and I think he recognized that he was taking a chance by not doing it because that's that's is a, a severe insult. I and, just feel like had it mean been me. If I was Viserys, I'd be like, you know, fuck this motherfucker. Let's get back on the boat. You know what I mean? I don't think fuck Viserys this. was trying to get back on that boat no time soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? As soon as he was done, he went and got in the bed. 
<laughs> for them to get ready to leave. For them to get ready to leave. Yeah. But yeah, so he's on this boat throwing up. And then when Rainice comes to greet him, she grabs him by the hand. He done threw up all over his hands. I'm just like, you know, we living in COVID times. I, you got fluids on your gloves. You ain't changed your gloves. You're sitting there coughing every two or three minutes. Like, they are looking at him like, dude, are you about to drop dead in my hall? <laughs> like, and then, and then, like, he didn't even come greet him. Like, Viserys had to walk all the way to the throne room, like, with Lady Lena, you really as his as his escort. You 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 really pushing that Corliss. Mm-hmm. But you know he 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 got pretty much everything he wanted. Mm, yeah. yeah, I find it I find it interesting that Lord Corliss was the one who had to break the news about Lady Royce's passing. Like he's like, oh yeah, I'm so you know, I'm so sad that that you had to come on such bad tidings. And the king is like, what you talking about? Oh yeah, Damon's wife has passed. She had a horrible accident on her horse, and you can see Lionel Strong sitting there like, "Oh shit!" He's just sitting there calculating, like, "Huh." I'm 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 gonna assume that the ravens from the ravens from um, the Vale got to Driftmark, and and they had probably already left King's Landing. By the time the Ravens got the Kings, he landing. probably didn't send word to his brother. His brother said he didn't want to see him again. No, no, no. The Maesters, the Maester oh. would have seen a Raven. That that is not something that that the Maesters would not do. They would immediately send Ravens out to everybody to to let them know because she was the heir I... to she was heir to Runestone, so they would have sent Ravens out for that. Because remember the Maesters. I know. I'm just thinking about something. I just know. I'm just thinking about something that I read that happens later on in this story. Uh And I was like, yeah, the Masons don't always tell folks when folks die. They don't. But but this will be something that that they would they would definitely tell the Citadel because they need to keep track of this this um, lineage. We'll come back to that statement later because, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. But anyway. So yeah, Lord Corliss is like, so how's the succession going to be handled? And I will say this for, for Viserys, okay? You know, we sit here and we talk about how weak of a king he is, how inactive. I like the fact that he is sticking his guns on saying, Rhaenyra is my heir, even though, yes, I have two young sons. She is still my heir. And whoever her children will be, no matter what gender, they will take the throne after her. I do like him for that progressive thinking because mm-hmm. we know that it's not always easy being the one to break the wheel in that sense. And he's sticking to his guns on it. Which and we he know said, is he said their kids will be Valerian, but whichever one takes the throne mm-hmm. will, will change their name to Targaryen. Yep. And that is only fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and Laura Corliss, he was kind of like, Okay, that's a good compromise. Yeah, but the way that. that he hesitated on everything, I was just like, dude, you were, you were like pushing the envelope. Like you were trying to see just how much leeway you were going to have. And at some point, you're going to piss Viserys off. <laughs> it wasn't today, yeah. but I feel like he, I feel like he's towing that line. He's like that errant child. He's like the, the, the kid that gives mom and dad all the grief and just trying to see how much further he can go 
before he gets in trouble. Yeah. Um, That's how I feel like Cor- uh, Lord Corliss is. Yeah, and and I kind of want to think, revisit, or rethink about this idea that Viserys is a weak king. I don't necessarily think he's weak. Okay, so when I say him being weak, I don't necessarily mean in the way that he rules because he has been, I mean, we see him worry about this later on in the episode. He has ruled the way that his grandfather ruled. He's been trying to keep the peace, you know, Mm -hmm. and all of his decisions were based on that, which I understand. But I think when it comes to making the tough decisions, he tends to kind of, he doesn't stay firm with it. Like how many times has he banished his brother? And Damon just struts on back up. He comes on back. How long was he at Dragonstone before anybody did anything about it? Right. He was there, what, six months? Yeah. And then he went to war for three years? Yeah. But then, you know, that's his brother. That's that's different. But still, you are the king. When people see that your word is not bond, when your word is not law, you literally told Damon, you don't want to set your eyes on him ever again. And he shows up for the wedding and just looks. And the king's just looking at him like, this motherfucker here. But what does he do? He he has them pulled out of the chair. Because he doesn't want to cause a scene. But again, you are in a situation right now where everybody is looking at what you do. And yes, some people might say, oh, he's a merciful king. He's a forgiving king. Some people might look at that and say, oh, if he can't control his own brother, how is he going to control the seven kingdoms? Oh, well, see, I I could be one of those people that would be like, these fucking Targaryens, they bend over backwards for each other. Right. right? Mm-hmm. They treat everybody else like shit. Mm-hmm. He treat Lord Corliss like shit. He does. But he, because he won't let Lord Corliss back into the court. Right. Because of what happened, mm-hmm. you know, and, right? And but of course, and I'm gonna be honest too. Yeah, we keep talking about how, as disgusting as it is to us, him picking Lady Lena would have been the better choice. It would have been the better political match mm-hmm. for him as king. But he stood his ground and was like, he stood his ground because he was like, I'm tired of people trying to tell me what to do. So I respect that about him. Yeah, and he stood his ground about staying out of a war in the um the stepstones. Mm-hmm. He and stood he his ground stood about his that. We're going to do diplomatic because yeah. he wanted to be like his grandfather. He wanted peace. Yeah, he didn't want conflict. So I'm. I mean, I'm just saying, it's is easy to say that he's weak, and maybe his decisions could have been better, but he sort of did rule a time of peace. Which, unfortunately, just like Jaharis, you have a situation where a lot of people have going to have a claim to the throne because you didn't have any wars, you didn't have any conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why Jaharis had fourteen people with a claim to the throne. Right. No, here he's going to have three at least, really. Rhaenyra. Mm Is eight, well, actually, I think and, at this point, um, and um, which one call it? Um, Damon, that's three. Princess Rhaenys will be four. This is a lot of people. 
Because I think at this point, he and Allison, they either have two kids or they have three at this point. I, I think they have three. So. And, and you know, who, who knows how that's going to go? Well, um, I, I, I will say this. After this episode last night, I got a little curious because I was like, okay, there's some things I just have to know. So I kind of went to the wiki of Ice and Fire and looked up a couple of characters and I was like, oh, this shit is going to get so fucking messy. Yeah. Oh speaking, my God. Speaking of messy, are we going to talk about um, um, the High Tower boy? Not the High Tower, the Strong Laris. Oh, we're we going to talk about him. We're going to talk about him, but while we're, we're at Drew we're going to talk about him. That, that's no, the real little finger know, right there. I know, not yet, not yet. We still on Driftmark. We <laughs> got to talk about Lenore, and, and we got to talk about Lenore and the night Renera of kisses. and the and night the of kisses, kisses and all this other stuff. Okay, so <laughs> I know I hinted about this in the last episode because I had heard that you know Lenore swings for the other side. So I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting how this marriage goes. And when we first see her and Lenore together. They're walking on the shore and she's literally breaching this up. I was like, okay, just go ahead and get the elephant out the room. She was like, yeah, so I understand that this marriage is not what you would not what either one of us wanted. And he was like, it has nothing to do with you. She was like, oh, no, I understand. She was like, it has to do with, you know, taste. She was like, some people like roasted, some people like goose and other people like roasted duck. And she was like, you know basically saying i know that you have certain appetites that i can't you know feel and i have certain appetites so she's basically in a very roundabout way telling him that she knows about his preference for men she should know because because remember um corliss said they grew up together Mm-hmm. She, she does know yeah yeah but i would feel I, I would think that even even with cousins, because that's still taboo for, especially for a family of royal blood, that that wouldn't be something they openly talk about. So she's letting him know, okay, yeah, I kind of know about this. No, no, only, only a few people knew about Renly Baratheon. So right, right. So she just basically is like, okay, you know what? We'll do this wedding. She was like, and when we do our duty, to king, country, or you know, to the realm and our families, you do what you want. You go dine however you want. And I'm going to die however I want. And he looks at her and he kind of smiles like, okay, I think I can get down with this. It's nice that they can have this conversation before the wedding, because, you know, most of these people in these times, they can't have those conversations. But I think because of the fact that they grew up together and they are close as cousins, which is so weird to say, (laughs) that they can have this conversation and be like, oh, okay, so we're on the same page. We're cool. That's going to come to bite Lenor in the ass later on, but not because of anything that she does. It's just Mm -hmm. so anyway. His, his friend that he was, you know, sword fighting with. <laughs> Crossing knight, swords with. Literally. The Knights of Kisses. The Knight of Kisses. Yes. You know. It's, that's not, that's, that's definitely a little bit lower than the Knight of Flowers, you know. Um, and he's not as cute. I'm sorry. So Loris was gorgeous. But anyway, we'll get on the Knight of Kisses later because he's not even really important in this part like we we established that they are together him and Lenore 
And he basically tells Leonor, look, she just granted you leave to be with who you want. This is the perfect opportunity for us because you're going to need a protector. protector. Mm -hmm. So I could just come with you and we can handle it that way. He was like, obviously, she has somebody else that she likes. So it's a win-win for everybody. Not quite everybody. (laughs) No. Well, because the night of kisses can't keep them lips puckered. Well, that's his problem. Even even before that part, they're already back on the ship, going back home. And Sir Kristen comes up to the princess. And when Sir I Kristen, say... Sir Kristen, the pride of Dorne, Sir Kristen. I felt so bad for him because we've already speculated that he and the princess have had feelings for each other probably for a while. And of course... She broke her cherry with him. Yeah, but her feelings for him are not the same as his feelings. I don't think in that sense. No, I don't think she feels as strongly for him. Mm -hmm. I do think. Okay, so when he was having the conversation with her and the look on her face and when she turned around and turned her back to him, I think there was a split second where she might have considered what he was saying, maybe just a split second. Just just for a split second. Right, because even when he said, you know, being able to choose who you want for love. I don't know if I feel like she loves him in the same way that he obviously loves her, but I do think that she does love him. But enough to give up her kingdom? No. no. And I, I think, think that was- I think his, her sense of duty, mm-hmm. obligation, mm-hmm. didn't outweigh the feelings she had for him. Right. Like or, and then not wave the feeling for wanting wanting to be free to do whatever she was she wanted to do. Yeah. You know, because yeah. if even if you think about it, yes, she complains about her power and her station and and you know the the lot has that has been handed to her. But if you think about it from her point of view, if she ascends she will be the first queen ever of westeros that's not something to just kind of lightly throw away that's no idle thing no that is a huge huge huge. thing and i don't even think she doesn't want it for power like most people want it she wants it yeah because even what she was saying before when she was talking about you know her forefather aegon targaryen she was like he united the seven kingdoms and she was about to say and put them on a path and that's when he walked off from her so she didn't get to finish but i feel like that's what she wants to do she wants to unite the kingdoms and she wants to be a great queen and i also think that the prophecy weighs on her too like the significance of 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 that burden that viserys was telling her that the targaryen kings have Mm -hmm. i think that sort of is part of of what's playing in her mind too like i have this thing that i have to have this yeah Mm -hmm. you know but i think she she considered it for a a quick second for a split second i felt so bad for him because he was pouring his heart out to her like i want you to marry me and blah 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 and then when she said when she basically tells him no she was like but she was like uh laying on and i have an agreement he will continue his pursuits and I can continue mine. Nothing has to change. And he was like, so you want me to be your whore? I was like, wow, this is a role reversal and I'm here for it. I, it I'm escalated, 
He escalated it quickly, though. It escalated quickly because he was like, oh, so you want me to be your whore? She was like, I just want things to continue the way they were. You be my white knight. And when she said that, he was like, but I've sullied myself. I'm not. I'm supposed to be chased. I'm supposed to be celibate. And I ruined that. He was like, that's all I have my to my white fucking cook name. Is dirty. My white He's like, that's cook all is I have dirty. to my fucking name. And I mean, <laughs> I understand his distress, especially when you're a person that's lowborn. Yeah. And, you know, even though, yeah, he's not loyalty, that is a high position. That mm. is a position of respectability. Is a, it, a, it is a position of trust and honor. And he was going to be fiercely like, loyal to her yeah. for, for putting him in that position. Right. Well, not not the current position, but the, the previous position. Well, well, not the previous not, position. The first position. The first position. <laughs> right. But... <laughs> I, I just felt like when when he said that and she was just like, I don't think she meant to break his heart like that, but I, I was not expecting it to take that turn. Like he was dead serious. I was like, oh, and he was crushed. He was crushed because he, he, he just walked off from her. He was. And crushed. I was just like, I don't know if this is going to have a happy ending or not. No, it's not. Not the way not the way he felt. He yeah. was crushed because like he said, the, only way he felt like he can fix that was to go off with her and get married. Mm-hmm. That was the only way he would be able to get his honor back. Right. And not only that, I think for him too, maybe that was a way for him to feel like he didn't sully her. Right. You know, because he is about honor. And oh no, I don't think he was her. thinking about her honor. I think he was. <laughs> Totally thinking about his own you think? honor. Okay. Yes, he wasn't thinking about her honor. Okay. He was okay. thinking about his. He was thinking about the vow he took, the oath he took. He broke it, and now he feels there's a lot it of guilt in there. Guilt. There's a lot of guilt in there. So let's talk about this guilt. Because when he's they carrying that, like a, a big bag on his back, he's carrying that guilt around. And he was ready to lay it down, too, because the minute he got back to the Red Keep and the Queen summoned him, you know, we'll talk we'll talk about how she got this information. But she she asked him about the night that Damon returned. And she was like, there's these malicious rumors that have been, um, you know. That of yeah, <laughs> about the the princess's virtue, and of course, you know I care for her, and I don't want to think of anything immoral, but the um, you know, the the slander and the he was like, no, it's true, and she was like, at first she was upset because she thought Rainera lied to her. He was like, the sin that you speak of, it happened. I was the one who did, and then it's like you could see her face. She's sitting there. There are so many things crossing her face. She's like, hold up, wait. Okay, so she didn't sleep with Damon, but she did sleep with Sir Kristen. No, no, no. But first, she told the bitch me. Lied. First, the bitch lied. Well, wait, no, no, no. She, lie? she didn't lie. She told me she didn't sleep with Damon. But then she slept with this motherfucker who we both know that we both like. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the other thing, too, like, remember, we talked about last episode. Rhaenyra didn't lie to you about that. She no. never said that she wasn't a maiden anymore. No. Nope. She never, she just never said who it Same. was. You Damon, asked her Damon specifically about Damon. She said, Damon didn't touch me. Right. I didn't do nothing with Damon. Damon, I did nothing with Damon. Damon, Damon. Damon, Damon because nothing. that's that's the Damon only thing. Targaryen, the, I didn't do nothing right. with Damon Targaryen. Because that's the only thing the queen asked her about. If she had said, did you sell yourself with anybody? 
Rainier might have been like, um, well, <laughs> because again, they were at that point where I felt like they were starting to kind of bridge that divide in their friendship. Mm. Yeah, nope. The queen was like, oh, okay. And and Sir Kristen is like, I, I went against my vows. And if you would be so kind as to not guild me, not guild me and torture me, just kill me outright. This is this killed me straight. I was like, damn, you really got you really holding on to some guilt, dude. He was. He <sighs> needed to go to confession or something. He needed to go talk to the high septum, something. But she he let needed. him go. She was like, You may go, you may leave. And he's just she needed, like, pro- she needed to process it. Like she couldn't say, Well, I'm not gonna kill you. She's like, Okay, you can leave. He leave like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of looked and walked out. But she needed to process it. Um, I, I also want to say that um, back in about her her conversation with um, Ray, oh. Ray about oh. mm-hmm. what happened, if she had approached her a little bit differently mm-hmm. and not accusatory, mm-hmm. she may have told her. Like yep. Ray probably would have told her, "Nah, I didn't sleep with Damon, but you know that that Sir Cole, that dude, right. he's everything we thought, everything <laughs> we talked about. Right. <laughs> you may want to try some of that, right? Because they were almost back on that, on that, on that right? Level. But I think too, that's probably another thing that got Allison upset because Rainier had a choice in what yeah. she did and how she lost yeah. her maidenhead. She yeah. had a choice." She chose even, not to lose to Damon. She right, chose right. Cole. <laughs> but even if she had, even if she had done with Damon, that would have been her choice. It's her choice. Yeah. It would have been her choice. It wasn't anything that was forced upon her. It isn't anything that she was arranged to. She had her choice to do what she wanted, and I think, I think that probably made Allison upset more than anything. Yeah. So. But anyway, so let's talk about Allison. Let's go to Lord Laris. Laris. He's the real little finger. <laughs> you know who he reminded me of? Everywhere. Who? He reminded me of um what's his name in Shadow and Bone? The um the creepy Oh. <laughs> what was his name? I cannot think of. It was weird. Yes, not, not the advocate. The oh, and you know, I was just thinking about this this afternoon. Yeah. I had it in my head and everything. But yeah, yeah. Just he had me. Little, this little, this little bitty little seeds, and you sprinkle that seed, and you treat that seed however you want to treat it. But here's my question: How the fuck you know all of this? Well, he's supposed to become the master of whispers. So he, you know what? What did he say? There are times when you. He you said, when you're not invited to speak, you learn observe. to observe. And I understand that, but that means you got to be around quite a bit at the. No, at one, pay, no one pays him any attention. He's just creeping around. He People be talking, he just kind of sit down in the back and just listen. He's just creeping around. He's creeping but he around. He knows stuff. Nobody else is supposed to know. Like, how you know the Mesa took their tea to Rainera? How do you know this? The person, well, you know, maybe if he was around when the Mesa was asking for the ingredients. He, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, people like him, they know things. I got people in the building who, where I work, who be knowing things. How do you know that? 
Well, things yeah, that only true. me and somebody else know. How do you know? Oh, I know. I just heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. The castle yeah. is a big place. There's a lot of people, a lot of moving parts. If you observing, all you got to do is put two and two together. He could have just been walking around. person like him is probably walking around in the middle of the night all the time. He probably sitting in the lobby. You remember when I was at <laughs> when I was at UGA, uh-huh. Russell Hall. All you had to do was sit in the lobby. You didn't have to ask no questions. You could just sit in the lobby and watch who's coming in, mm-hmm. who's coming out, who's coming down to buzz people in. Right. You could just you could do that to three, four o'clock in the morning. You know everything. Yeah, that's and you true. You didn't ask a single question. That's true. You know, but I guess that, I, I guess it makes do. me wonder because. I feel like he and his brother are old enough that they wouldn't necessarily be living at the castle with their father, who is now the hand of the king. But I'm like, okay, Sir Harwin, is he one of the is he one of the king's guard or is he because we don't see him very often. We saw him a little bit in the um I don't think I don't think he's King's Guard. Okay. I think he may have just been part of his protection. Detail. Okay. Okay. Because re- remember when um, when Ned came to be handed the king, he brought Sansa and. Um, oh, so Arya maybe just him. part of the house guard or something. Yeah. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's he was probably head of the house guard because okay. remember when they were on the hunt, he was there too. Right. That's why I was thinking, but I was like. He wasn't in he wasn't in a gold cloak. He wasn't in a white cloak. So I was just like, okay. Yeah, he's probably he part just... of the house guard. Okay. okay. Probably... And um and he probably bought brought Laris along too. Mm. Because Lionel ain't stupid either. Lionel probably getting all his information. He probably trained Laris to do what he does. You're right. You know, and I would not put it past him to like, this is the person where I get the information that I need as a hand of the king. Mm-hmm. Even when he wasn't hand of the king, this mm-hmm. is someone that you want, that you know you can trust, that is going to always give you all the information that you need. Right. But you got a big, strong dude who can kick everybody's ass when you need him to. Right. You know what I mean? That, that if, if I was going to have two sons like that, I, I, I could work with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? you're right. And and being Lord of Heron Hall, they have a little bit of power because that is one of the great castles. Mm-hmm. As damaged as the towers are, that's still one of the great castles in in Westeros. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that dude, when I tell you, he knew all the tea, literally, and figuratively. <laughs> he knew yeah. all the tea, and he was just sitting there whispering to Allison. And she could tell, she was like, okay, so what's your business? Say, say, what, you, say what you want to say. Stop skirting around. He was just like, oh, okay. So, yeah, let me tell you about this. And let me tell you about that. And He's like, I hope your friend is okay. <laughs> Why would you ask if that? Oh, because the, the Grand Maester brought her some tea. Oh, the Grand Maester? Yeah, the mm-hmm. Grand Maester mm-hmm. brought her some I tea. Hope she's, I hope she's well. Under the order of the king. I mm-hmm. hope she's okay. I hope she's well. Mm-hmm. And Allison is like, hold the fuck up. 
Like, why would he be bringing her some tea if she was as innocent as she said she was? He could have been doing that as preventive caution. Like, oh, yeah, I don't believe you. So you're going to drink this anyway. But see, she not she, she irrational. She's not going to think that. Yeah. See, and all now, Sir Kristen had to do was just wait for her to spit everything out. Because she was going to say between Rhaenyra and Damon. But then again, that probably would have set him off even more because he would have been like, oh, did you go sleep with Damon and then come sleep with me? You know, mm-hmm. to hide that. That would have been so ugly. That, that would have been. That but he been couldn't so wait. Ugly. He been, he was, he been, he can't help it. He's he been waiting ready to, to confess. To, he's ready to confess. <laughs> he's ready. Now, the only thing I couldn't think of, and you may be able to enlighten me on your book knowledge or you know you know a song of ice and fire wiki knowledge mm-hmm. what, what is laris's angle like was he was he fishing for more information like was he doing one of those scenes where he was giving her information hoping he would get information in return i don't think so um i haven't read anything about him in the series so i don't know but just from what i saw on the screen i feel like he is that type of person i mean we mentioned Littlefinger earlier i feel like he's that type of person that's just going to say something that's going to plant that seed of doubt into someone's mind especially for someone like allison who now finds herself all alone her father is gone her brother is gone as well so she's there all alone she doesn't really have any friends you know he made the comment about her having allies and she was like i'm the queen i have a lot of allies but you don't have any friends and you said as much to rhaenyra uh uh, you know in the last episode rhaenyra is one of your only friends and the fact that she may not have been honest with you about something like that i mean think about it they were best friends they were inseparable so, I see what he. I see what he was doing now. He he was trying to. He's sowing that seed. He's starting well, that seed of divide. But he was also trying to, um, get into her safe space. Like he's trying to become. Maybe if I give her this, mm-hmm. she will trust me. So he gave her a little bit because now she knows that he's going to give her information. Right. This is how Master of Whispers work. He, she's, he's going to be able to establish a rapport with her. Right. Like she needs allies. I can be an ally. Yeah. You know. So because I do know that he ain't her ally. <laughs> In the end, he's not going to be her ally. But he is going to be. It, it's like it'll be better for him to be a part of what she knows and have access to information. Than right. to not be a part of it. Okay. Especially if he's as smart as I think he is, he can see where all this is going anyway. Okay. I think everyone kind of knows that that this is not going to end well for the Targaryens. Right. I tell you, that dude though, he was he was clever. Because mm-hmm. he just first of all, he showed up out of nowhere. And then he just kind of slinks on down to her and he says the little things in her ear to make her go, hmm. Because I guarantee if he had never said that to her, she wouldn't, she would have never, never thought mm-hmm. to ask Sir Kristen about Rhaenyra. 
Hmm. Oh, because he said, oh, your father is gone. So you're kind of like by yourself. Can we go back to when her father was out telling it out of there? Did, did that sound like a confession to you? This man is going to die. He is not going to live to be an old man. You know what? I don't, I don't want to say it sounds like a confession because if you look at the king, the way he is now, it's obvious. What is it? What is it? Michelle said he ain't long for this world. He ain't long. And he said he was like, it might not. It might be days. It might be years. But he will not grow to be an old man. If you think about it, it in this instance right now, Viserys is still only in his thirties, yeah. maybe early forties. Yeah. You know, because book wise, I think he's about twenty years older than her, maybe. Mm-hmm. so but it's also it's weird because when i you know when i went on my little wiki um dive yesterday i found out that at the time of her mother's death rainera was only eight so i was like oh i'm so glad they aged her up <laughs> <laughs> so the um the actor what's his name patty patty constant um or whatever. yeah yeah, he he spilled the beans that that it's a form of leprosy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because I also before I heard that I had heard a rumor or I saw on the interwebs that mm. he is in fact being poisoned. That Yes, I that he I, was he was given this and is very similar to um um Obron Martel, the poison that he had kind of used to kill you know the mountain yeah that that i was like oh okay i i saw something about that that too yeah Yeah. but well i i don't know if i i don't know if i saw that it was happening quite that early but Mm -hmm. i know towards the later part of his years i do believe he was being poisoned and i did read who was poisoning him so i was like oh that's interesting Okay. okay, the apparat. That's the dude's name. That's his name. Yeah, sir. So Laris is the apparat of this show. Because when I first saw him, I was like, "Why they always got to make these dudes look really greasy? Look like their hair hasn't been combed?" And he's supposed to be young. I'm like, "Huh, sneaking well, this you know, ages that's, people." That's that's part of writing. You got to make the person look the part because there's some things that you can't get across. And just what they say. You I know, but to I guess to me, it would seem it would be more unexpected to have someone look like Sir Kristen Cole and be the master of whispers, somebody that is attractive and you know strong and gives off this air and has this respectability and this honor. And no, for them no. to be no, the master of whispers is supposed to be slimy, underhanded, and, and no, like but I'm just nasty. Saying. No, 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 no. You got it backwards. I'm just saying <laughs> the master of coin is supposed to look like that dude, because that's the dude with the money. He's supposed to look nice and cute, and you know, he's supposed to be the dude. The master of ships supposed to be flamboyant and loud <laughs> and you know. They're supposed to fit those roles. 
I know. I you can't know. have I'm a master saying, whisper I'm coming there looking like James Bond. No, I'm just saying. He's supposed to look you know, like Severus Snake. Mix it up a little bit sometimes with the, with the patch over the eye or something, and, <laughs> and bald head and whatnot. They're supposed to look like they're supposed to be those people that make you uncomfortable. I guess. I guess. I'm just saying they can switch it up every once in a while. You just want everybody to look pretty. No, I. You know what? <laughs> it's not even about that. I want. I'm trying to think. Because I know there's a character that that plays that kind of shadiness, but it's a character that when you look at them or when you interact with them, you would never. And I guess, I guess in a way, Littlefinger kind of fits that because mm-hmm. Littlefinger was an attractive man, but mm-hmm. there was something about the way he carried himself that made you say, "Yeah." Uh-uh. But it wasn't. He wasn't altogether just shady. You know what I'm saying? When you first look at him, I. I'm just saying, every once in a while, throw me off with a character. Give me a character who looks like they are the best of the best in the country, but they are actually the worst scum. Give me a character who looks like they need to be sitting on the on, on the grounds of Flea Bottom, but in fact, knows everything, sees everything, does everything, is smarter than everybody in the room. I'm just saying, just mix it up a little bit. It sounds like Damon Targaryen, but yeah, this is fancy to hear. But I've never really, well, except for that time that he was like sloppy off his ass drunk, I've never really seen him down and be draggled like that. But you know, that that's okay. We'll, yeah, I got it. But yeah, um, going back to Otto Hightower. So when he's leaving, I like how he just put the blame on his daughter he was like yeah you you kind of had something to do with this because you you believed Renera, and she was like she told me of her innocence and i believed her and again i was like you using the wrong word she never told you she was innocent she told you she yeah. didn't fuck her uncle yeah. there's a big but, difference but, but the other thing is he failed to realize that king Viserys said it don't matter whether she did it or not that's not even the point and and he got rid of your ass because he realized, yeah, you've been angling to get your grandson to be named the heir. Yeah. So it's your fault. And she was right. You played your hand to mm-hmm. some, like you, you overplayed. You your kept, hand. Yeah, you kept trying to force the issue. Yeah. You but, you know, hand. I think the thing that scared her too was what he said to her when he was leaving, because I don't think she ever considered that. He said, if he said when Viserys dies and Rhaenyra takes the throne, there will be war. And in order, you know, because people will not accept her as queen. And in order to secure her seat, she will put your children to the sword to ensure that she is the only heir. And Wait. I don't think, I really don't think Allison ever thought that before because she's still, I think in her mind is like, she's still my friend even though yes we are estranged a little bit but i don't think she i don't think she thinks that rainera would have it in her to do that to her she doesn't and i think he's i, I know what he was doing and he was wrong for doing that but rainera is not the type of person that would do that and like and i she said isn't I, now well she might now but going back to what our discussion about the series it's really it is sort of his fault for not establishing that she is his heir, mm-hmm. regardless of what all y'all think. Like, yeah. 
you needed to, he needed to go around with her. He needed to go at, even as king or send her out and make sure that these lords understand yeah. that she is the heir. She should have been he flying to around. She should have been kingdom. going down to the citadel and telling the high towers on her back of her dragon, what's up? I'm your queen to be. Here's my dragon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's Man, what, what he said about. to Lord Corliss. That's what he should be saying to everybody in the realm. Yeah. She will be my heir. And when she has children with her future husband, her children, no matter the gender, will follow her on the Iron Throne. Yeah. That's what he needs to tell everybody. Like that was very definitive. And I know it was because it was what Lord Corliss point blank asked him, but that's the energy that's you need to the keep. Energy you need, right? He and this in is the, the thing you talked about him being king. He feels like as king, if he says it, then there shouldn't be any question about mm-hmm. it. But there is questions about it because you sort of aren't really acting like it. Mm-hmm. Like you really need a Damon on your side. You need a Damon to be on board with this too. Mm-hmm. You know, you need you need everybody to be on board. And when Hightower says that, you realize that he has other things in motion. Like he's going to have her treat and raise these kids like yeah you're going to have you you're creating the situation yeah like had you not ever said anything she'd have been perfectly fine raising her kids and the kids would have been just fine mm-hmm. their aunt their their half sister was queen and right. they'd be all right one of them may have ended up becoming the hand mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it, it's 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 is really it one of the one of the things with Game of Thrones is people tend to create these situations on their own devices. Mm-hmm. Like you create this situation where had you left well enough alone, it probably would have worked out for you. Right. Cause she might look, she said she didn't want to be married. Let her become queen. She could have named one. She could have named Aegon her successor if she didn't have children. Mm-hmm. She could have been like Queen Elizabeth and never have a child, never get married, and be like, you know, Aegon, I like him. Aegon, he could be queen after I, he could right. be king after I die. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to name him as my heir. Mm-hmm. As soon as she has assumed the throne, she could have been like, Aegon's my heir. Well, that would have pissed off the Valerians, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If she if she had ascended to queen and never got married, because she told Damon, remember, she was like, I don't want to get married. I don't ever have to get married. Yeah. Just leave me in solitude. Let me do my thing. But of course, again, she's a woman and she's in medieval times. And they're not, you you already see what kind of frouhaha there was about the fact that there's a rumor that she might have lost her maiden head. So imagine if she was like, oh, okay, I'm a, I'm the queen, I'm gonna go fuck who I want. They're gonna be like, oh no, 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 you can't do that. We need a king up there who can do all of that. Like. Really? Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So I, I I lost track where we are. <laughs> um. But we well, haven't. But we haven't touched upon the wedding. Not the wedding. Was, the engagement party. I was gonna say we we can go there. No, there. We can go there. We can go there. Um. I'm first, just. I'm just gonna. Get, I let's, just, get the, I, let's get to. Let's cut to the chase. Okay, so but I want to say the nice thing first. Rhaenyra okay. looked really good. She looked she queenly. Did. She looked very regal. She looked queenly. 
Allison look good too. <laughs> we'll talk about Allison later. <laughs> she looked good too. This, she this really did in her green dress. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, where do we want to start with this wedding? Okay, so yeah, it's it's a well, let's start with the night of kisses talking that talk. Yes, let's go. Let's, let's well, go wait, wait, wait. Do we want to no, let's not go there yet because because of the way that that ended and how it led into the to the stuff at the end. Let's okay. start at the beginning. So, of course, they're having a grand feast to to celebrate Rhaenyra and Laenor's engagement. So, of course, the king and Rhaenyra are at the head table. The queen is inconspicuously absent. You know, apparently she's still taking time to get ready. The Valarions come in and, you know, I will say this. For someone who is being made to make this match, Rhaenyra really does seem like she's trying to make the best of the situation. You know, yeah. she, she knows is, what she has to do and she yeah. is, and she's going along with what she has to do. And not only that, but she's she was able to say, OK, you know what? I can marry this person. I have a history with them. I'm close to them. I can get along with them. This can probably work. And we have our own agreement amongst each other. So we know we're not forcing each other to do something. So I really feel like because they have that understanding with each other, they can be as kind of carefree with each other as they are in this night. You know, they get on the floor. They they do their, their I guess that's a dance of dragons too, in a sense. They do that little dance and then everybody else dances and it's cool. But no, let's talk about this. So, like we said, you have all the lords and ladies from all the different realms coming in as part of this thing. And in walks Damon. Damon fucking Targaryen. Walking in like he owns the place. He's red and black. And again, ain't uttered a word. He just walks up. He looks at his brother with that smirk on his face like, you really finna kick me out? And Viserys just looks at him like, oh, hell, here we go. Get his dude a chair. So he puts <laughs> a chair at the end of the table for Damon to sit. I'm like, okay. And the other thing, Damon just keeps looking and like openly staring at Rhaenyra the whole night. I was like, Viserys is going to reach over and snatch you in a minute. Like you are just being openly, I, I don't even know. I don't know if I want to say lustful. I don't know if I want to say defiant. But he's it's just like basically... a combination of all of that. Yeah. That's Matt Smith is incredible. He had all of that. Like, right. like love, passion, jealousy, mm-hmm. and, and you know, lust. Right. <laughs> all of that. L- love because it's family. Mm-hmm. defiance because yeah I killed that bitch <laughs> you know? because that was one thing can we talk about the, the Royce Sir Royce came up there and was like <laughs> you know what happened to my cousin he was like yeah tragic accident he was like no I'm openly accusing you of killing her you at the king's table <laughs> but yet again the king ain't saying shit he no, just sitting there like no 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 Dave was like who the fuck are you again? <laughs> it was like, she was my cousin. Oh, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, this motherfucker right here. 
he really, he really, he really don't give a fuck. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> and he's he like, oh, like, wait, wait, wait. We didn't have no children. She's standing here in Roostow. That means, hmm, everything that she has, he's supposed to go to her husband. Right. I wonder he who was that like, is. yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk later. And that dude just kind of looked like. <laughs> we'll iron out the details later. I'll get back with you, bro. And that dude just sat down. What, what else can you say? What you, do? you went up there to accuse this dude of killing your cousin. He was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm the heir. Have my shit ready. <laughs> I'll be down in there to claim my place just a little bit. Just go, go, go have some turkey legs and collard greens. You'll be all right over there. And Viserys <laughs> is just looking like, <laughs> like, what the hell am I going to do with him? Can't do shit with Damon because Damon Damon don't care and Damon has a dragon, so <laughs> Damon really don't. <sighs> That's why I, I I still believe Damon would make a, a incredible king. I really believe he would. You know, he would make a great king. <laughs> y'all y'all want what 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 was that y'all wanted? Man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, you're giving. He ain't gonna say that much. He's just gonna give them a look. <laughs> That's he, it. He ain't got to utter a word. He's the type to never sit on the throne. He ain't ever gonna sit on the throne. He'll have a little table off to the side. <laughs> Come over here. Let me talk to you. Let me holler at you. <laughs> he won't ever oh. be at the small council meetings. But he know he'll know everything, but he'll never be at a small council meetings. <laughs> okay, so hold on. I'm sorry, let's, I'm getting up. We getting off track. No, that's fine because we got to talk about some salty dudes, Lord fucking Jason Lannister. <laughs> talk about salty that you didn't get chosen when he asked about the queen, and the king was like, "I'm when he said I'm." I'm taken to understanding that she's still getting ready and he made that quip about see that's why men rule because women would never get there on time and, yeah, <laughs> and that's, why was like, never, that's why women never go to war because they would never get there on time man rainier was like you're such a charming conversationalist as ever <laughs> was like, she was like and then Viserys just looked at her she looked at her like this and this was the motherfucker you want you tried to you tried to give me to and Viserys just looked at her like like yeah I, I'm so sorry about that like like he apologized for that a few episodes yeah. ago but I think in this one that look was oh yeah I'm really sorry about that he was just looking like Huh, okay. Yeah, those damn Lannisters. <laughs> Man. Let me tell you. Oh, but the other thing about uh Sir Royce, how you gonna sit here and, and push off the Lord of uh, Old Town so that you can go and make your accusations to Damon? They're about to come up in their green and he's like, I was like, Oh, we got some nerve today. Yeah, how dare you, sir? Okay. How dare you? Mm. But oh my goodness. Oh no, that I think that was before Damon got there. But still the fact that you that you did that. Yeah. Mm. And, and then, then of course here comes the 
Valarians and all their children. Okay, somebody said this on a thread and I have to address it. Before you say that, I I, I swore the Bobatons was about to come in the way the way the Valerians came in. I really did. I was like, what the what? Am I watching Harry Potter? What is going on here? <laughs> but and y'all yeah. not can't could y'all not find a better wig maker for these black gray gray silver wigs? Somebody said it looked like they took some skeins of yarn and just did something to them and threw them on top of their heads. The the only thing I'm gonna say is apparently the people that they needed to talk to about this, they didn't go talk to. Because there's some ladies here on the street that would have told them exactly what they needed to do and how to make it work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to go on a soapbox about how Hollywood works or about how they hire their costume people or, you know, what they... It, it is sad and unfortunate that that something as simple as that like you can spare some change to to fly to find the people right that could do this shit right mm -hmm. and tell you this is exactly what you need to do to make it look right instead make of having, it look believable right instead of having the people who think they know what they're doing mm -hmm. there's a difference and i think ryan coogler showed us that with black panther and whoever I don't, I, the director escapes me for a Shang-Chi. Same thing. Mm -hmm. These, you hire people who know what they're doing with the people that you have. Yeah. And what you see on screen with the Valerians is when you have people who think they know what they're doing, but they actually don't. Yeah. Because that hair game is horrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. And I think we're the only... I hate to say this, but if I feel like we're the only ones that see that, <laughs> like, because this is a show that we are watching, we as a people, you right. know, my people, my brothers and my sisters, POCs are watching this and we all recognize that even from day one, even from the promos, we were like, what is this bullshit y'all got going on? Mm -hmm. So it's obvious that y'all didn't talk to the right people. Mm -mm. They could have came to the hood. Seriously, yes. and I'm not making this in jest. You come to a black neighborhood because the whole gray hair thing, the silver hair thing, that is a trend. Come here and see how people do it. My daughter did it a couple of years ago. Got her hair dyed gray. It looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. Get the gray light. Come. Like you said, come to the neighborhoods where they know how to do this shit. You mm -hmm. want to pay somebody thousands of dollars Take somebody who knows what they're doing because I can guarantee you the person, the black hairdresser around the corner for me is not getting a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars to make a gray wig, but they can make a gray wig and make it look believable. So if they can do that on the little budget that they have compared to a Hollywood budget, what do you think they're going to do with a Hollywood budget? Man, please. They would be like, what you want? You want dreads? You want locks? I mean, how you want it? Would you right. want They could have made it look any kind of way y'all wanted. Look, flowing look silver good. hair curls. We can do it. If anything, they they could have fixed, you know, 
Viserys is here and made it look right because his wig sometimes don't be looking right. I think I his stuff is I think his stuff is supposed to be looking like that because as you see um through the episode it's starting to affect his he's whole starting life. to age yes it, it, he's starting to age a little bit faster because of his supposed sickness so, yeah. so i think that's I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna i'm gonna get off my soapbox about that but yeah like i yeah, said we're just gonna Panther, say when black it comes Panther to black hair to yeah we're just gonna say when it comes to black hair in hollywood or not even in Hollywood, because this this is not in you know Hollywood. This mm-hmm. is overseas, but still, when it comes to black hair in film and TV, do better, y'all. It's twenty twenty two. There is no excuse for why these wigs look the way they do. I'm looking at Laris's hair, and I'm like, what? I mean, and even even Lena, I'm just like, that hers might be the best, but. Lenor looks like he his his wig looks like he needs to be on the yeah he he looks like he needs to be on the Muppet Show somewhere. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. But anyway, we gonna we gonna well, get off our soapbox. Like I said, they came in like the Bobatons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it was it was nice the way they came in, and you know, like I said, Rhaenyra went and and greeted her betrothed and they made this nice little show like i said she for her to be in a situation that she doesn't necessarily want to be in she's making the best of it like i don't look at her and say oh she's unhappy with her wedding she looks like okay you know what this is what i gotta do we're gonna make it work at least at least i'm getting married to somebody i can i can actually stand Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so anyway after they get there and after damon makes his show the king starts to give a speech. And in the middle of his speech, here walks in the queen in her green gown. Mm. That first, of course, because I don't know the, the histories, I was just looking at it like, oh, she finally took her mama's dress off because she wore that earlier in the episode too. But the purpose of the green light is a symbol. Mm-hmm. And the when strong, they call their, they call their um, banners to when war. When they call their banners to war. And that was something that the Strong brothers sat there and discussed because at first they were saying, oh, the king's going to be pissed off that she showed up in the middle of his speech. And then as people start looking around as she's walking in, nobody's, nobody's standing up at first. And then as she kind of walks in and she's just kind of walking, people start standing up little by little. And then everybody, you know. Yeah. But if you, if you, the first thing I noticed was the green dress because when she wasn't wearing her mom's dress, she was wearing red. Mm-hmm. Anytime you see her, she's either wearing her mom's dress or she's wearing a red dress. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that she has worn her own colors. She straight up worn that green, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't a subtle green. No. Very bold. No, it was a declaration of independence. Right. Not quite war, but it was it was a declaration. It was basically uh y'all see what I'm wearing. So if ever the time comes. Yeah. And people are like, oh. And I don't think it was well, I guess everyone else was wearing their house colors. So she was wearing the same colors as the high towers. Yeah, but she's not a high tower anymore. Technically, she's a Targaryen. Yeah, but yeah, she stepped through that Uh door. 
that she was a high tower mm-hmm. <laughs> with that green dress on. Definitely. Right. And I'm looking at the way, like I have it paused and the way that Rhaenyra and um, the Sarahs are both looking at her. They're looking at her like, hmm, Damon, his ass didn't even stand up. Somebody posted a meme about it today. He's the only one that didn't stand up. He's still sitting there. And then the way that she addresses Rhaenyra, she's kind of cold. Mm-hmm. But it's almost, it's almost too like, yeah, congratulations, stepdaughter. stepdaughter. I'm very happy for you. And this is a happy occasion for you. But the way her voice was, it's kind of like she was holding on to whatever strength she had so that she could be calm and collected mm-hmm. because she's very angry and she's very hurt by Renee, uh, Renera's not telling her about what happened. But I was like, oh, okay. She um yeah she's she's basically making her statement. She kisses her husband on the cheek and then she takes her stance. And Rainier is looking like the fuck, and Viserys yeah. is looking like the fuck. Yeah, because he got he definitely got thrown off. Right. And and um, Damon's sitting there like <laughs> like this would be some shit. This would be some shit right here. <laughs> but again, he sees the opportunity. Because as soon as he got Rhaenyra off by herself and he starts talking Valerian, you know, he ain't talking no good, no good shit. <laughs> and she's like, and, and I do like that she stands up to him because she's like, well, then fuck it. You've got a weapon on you. Take my ass to Dragonstone and make me your bride. Right. Like, because what, he. Why, why are you doing all this right here? You right all in front of everybody. No right. action. And you speaking in high Valerian. Right. So she basically like you she punked him. She well, was like, it, she was like, I did. wasn't sure. I was uh well, I wasn't aware that what I wanted mattered. Yeah. And yeah, and you also told me that political marriages are political. Right. You know, you the one that told me that. Mm-hmm. Then I guess we really didn't get to see it. Uh they were escalating and we didn't get to see it resolved because someone else disturbed the party. Okay, so let's talk about this. The naughty kisses? Okay, so I, I got some things to say. Like, dude, it had already been discussed. You didn't need to say shit to nobody. You Especially not a really, fucking stranger. And the more you don't even know for a fact that it's him. You're guessing. Mm-hmm. You're like, I think I think it's him. That's what you're telling um, Why you won't call him Laris? And I know his name. Lanor. Is Lanor. You tell Lena, yeah, it's him. Look at him. He looked like he all pussy whipped. Well, you know, I mean, he wasn't I'm sure wrong. Looks, I'm sure it looks <laughs> obvious. He wasn't wrong. But then you don't know for certain. And you go over there and you tell this dude, this dude straight up, who could lose his life? Who could lose his life? And you over there like, it ain't nothing. You're like, we both know each other's secrets. Dude, you know, this dude from a hill of beans, and you learn real quick. You don't kick over Ant Hill. Man, let me tell you. First of all, when he walked over there, I was like, is he really, is he really about to do what I think he's about to do? And he just saddles up to him and he's like, yeah, so you hooking up with the princess, huh? Well, you know what? This could be a mutually beneficial friendship right here because i'm gonna keep him i'm gonna keep him busy you gonna keep her busy and we good 
And you saying this we shit both, in, we in both have something to protect. You saying this is a room full of people. <laughs> and then you bump him like, what's up, dude? I I was amazed that that Sir Kristen waited as long as he did. Because you know he already been on it. He still don't know, like all she told all the queen told him to do was leave. He still don't know how his situation is gonna be resolved. He on edge. But this is we always talk about this. You don't know the person, don't fuck with them because you don't know what they're capable of. This is fuck around and find out part two. (laughs) Because I tell you. He learned that night because <laughs> while Rhaenyra and Damon are having their little discussion and, and fighting, all of a sudden, like this fight breaks out. And I, I completely missed. So I have it playing in the background. I'm waiting for it to get to that part because I completely missed when the fight popped off. It's like all of a sudden it was like a commotion. Uh, Damon did something because the way that they were the way that they were showing it, mm-hmm. Damon and Rainier were kind of they were arguing, going at each other. And Damon grabs Rainier's face and gets close enough like he's about to kiss her. All of this while Viserys is eating his soup. He's sitting here looking out over the crowd like, are they really about to do this shit right here? And then the crowd kind of thickens in that area. Mm-hmm. And you can't really see anything. So mm-hmm. when he's looking for them again. They're gone, or Damon is gone at least. There appears to be a ruckus. Rhaenyra gets knocked down to the floor. You see Leonor get thrown on the table. I mean, people just start fighting. It's a brawl. And, and then in the midst of it, I see Sir Kristen going after the Knight of Kisses. And I was like, oh, okay, he's gonna fuck around and find out. I was not expecting Sir Kristen to make this man's face hamburger meat. That dude was missing an eye. When he went, when Sir Kristen turned his face over, his whole eye was gone. That That is what Ramsey should look like, the way, the way that John was slamming him upside the head. Yeah, you're right. But he didn't even look like that. So, But you know what? I think, I think that's because Sansa stopped John. When she walked up, John didn't want her seeing him like that yeah, and then true. he was like you know what honestly this is yours to take care of so however you want this yeah. done we're gonna get it done so i kind of like the way that sansa handled it but he murdered that then <laughs> i don't know i don't even know if there's a word for it but uh yeah it was a commotion and they see you know he's and it's like everybody kind of stopped <laughs> just watching. The coolest thing, though, was Lionel looked at Harwin and was like, Right. He's like, you know, you know, this I, I need you to go. I was like, and then he goes and he like punches three people like Superman. They just woo, go out the way. Right. Sir Harwin the Strong, that's a motherfucker right there. Picked her up on his shoulder and took her back to the table. Like, Where's Renera? He goes, You got this right. Right. I guess I got it. (laughs) But let's talk about something else interesting that happened during this whole dance thing. So I guess Lady Lenore 
said uh, uh, a lady. Uh, why why can I not think of her name now? Lena is it Lena? Lena, later Lady Lena. I guess she was like, okay, if I couldn't marry the king, I'm gonna shoot my shot with the brother. Because I was like, oh, this is an interesting development. That was one of the things that made me say, okay, let me go look and see what's going on. Because I remembered, I think it was a conversation I had with you where you were saying that Damon got married before he was married to uh, Rhaenyra. Right. So I was like, is it her? I was like, is it her? So I had to go and look up some stuff and I'm sitting here reading through the stuff and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, this is how this. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Cause I was like, "Oh, we got a Cersei in this in this mess." Oh, okay, but yeah, you probably got that reference. But yeah, I was just I looked at a couple of characters and I was just like, "Oh, this is how this is about to go." I was like, "Well, damn!" If they're talking about doing a second season, and I really don't think I I, I mean I don't know. I guess they could go for more seasons, but I think it's supposed to be like a five season plan. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, so they finna drag this shit out and make it really bloody. Because when I tell you the stuff that I read, I was like, this is about to be some a bloody mess. Yeah. Like think, literally a bloody mess. I think I heard at Dragon Con someone said it's supposed to be like a five season plan. Like it's a five season art. Wow. They're going to drag this out. <laughs> They're going to drag it out. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just... He he whipped. Okay, well let's go back. You were talking about Damon and uh, Lady Lena. Mm-hmm. Damon was like he didn't seem to be opposed to the idea. He didn't. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, 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 what you talking about? Sitting there, <laughs> sitting there flirting too. Yeah, yeah. What you talking about? Because you no, know, he'd be the the Lord of the Vale and Lord of Driftmark. He's like, sure. He'll Uh-oh, take Rose the, oh well yeah 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 he'll be lord of room yeah he can hold two titles yeah he can oh my goodness um so the other thing that was kind of funny they just showed it king viserys struggling to eat his food i was like y'all don't have y'all don't have like a royal food cutter because he was obviously struggling with his little two fingers on on his one hand and leprosy or whatever the hell it is he's got going on. He's sitting there and struggling. Lord Valarion looking at him like this, the wife looking at him like this. I was like, y'all, y'all just being so disrespectful to this man. All he trying to do is throw a great wedding for his daughter. But the word, but see, I I thought the the kitchen for this because his food should have come out already like cut for him and and prepared for him but you know what he might be one of those people that doesn't want his weakness on display no i'm saying even if i were king right my steak is gonna be cut for me no but that's what i'm saying because well he doesn't for some people yeah Yeah. it'll be like oh why do y'all have to cut my food for me nobody else's food got cut so what y'all trying to say i can't cut my own meat i would just have everybody's meat cut (laughs) yeah that would do too but I'm just I'm sitting here looking at the uh, night of kisses 
was left with Kristen's face. No, this is before. This is why he's telling him all this stuff. And the way Sir Kristen, like, yeah, he walked so close to him. Sir Kristen grabbed his his sword, was holding it up, and he was just looking like, do some fuck shit. He was weighing his options. I think he, I think he really was. He was winning. And I think he, I think at some point he was trying not to let it get to him. Mm. But I think this man was kind of like, I done confessed my love to this woman and she turned me down. I I confessed to the queen who could take, and I still don't know what's going to happen to me. And now this random stranger just walks up and is so bold. To come to me and be like, hey, yeah, so our fuck buddies are going to be married to each other. I we got to take up. care of them so we can take care of ourselves. Right. Dude, you don't know me. No. You don't know me. Like you said, that's something that could cost his life. I'm like, mm-mm-mm. You won't be kissing Bama nobody. Bama said, Lenor is a fine man and a good knight. He will bore you. <laughs> Damon has no chill. None. There's no chill. I bet Matt Smith is having a blast with this role. He probably is. She was like, so I hear the marriage is only a political arrangement. He was like, well, mine has been dissolved. She was like, okay, I ain't married yet. So if you want this, why don't you take this? You got an, I'm sure you got a weapon. Come on, go for it. That and was when was, the fracas broke out. <laughs> and that's why I'm sitting here looking because she is challenging him and he's looking at her like, I can't believe you challenging me. And then he grabs her face and Viserys and the queen both are looking at them like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden you hear, hey, and you just see like heads. And then I'm just saying, yeah, you can't really tell what the start of the whole fracas is. Mm-mm. You really can't tell. And then the king is like, what in the seven hells is going on? And I, yeah, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. You see people fighting. You see Renera get pushed out, you know, pushed down. She's scared. She's calling for Lenore. He's trying to get to her because they don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden you see Sir Kristen hitting somebody. Lenore pushes him. Sir Kristen hits him. And then he goes back to the um you know night of kisses and i was just like now here's the other thing too lady lena (laughs) she was coming for her brother like she was about to be like oh y'all touching my brother hold up she looked like she was about to throw down she looked like she was about to throw down but anyway i I swear i did see some people when the when the ruckus broke out they just kind of got up and started walking out yep (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh Maester and yeah, and yeah, Sir Um Sir Harwin, yeah, he's like taking care of a few people. He done pushed some folks out the way. Yeah, you saw Lionel just kind of look at him like like mm-hmm. <laughs> and people it. are just sitting there watching Sir Kristen, and I'm like, look at all of this blood. And then speaking of blood, the king he started, has blood yeah. coming out of his nose. But, and but I'm just before, saying, look, oh my God, yeah, his face was horrible. Yeah, but but the the funny, well, the, the crazy thing is how Kristen like moved his head around, like you looking to see if you can hit him some more. I think he was. I think I think in a way, 
whatever rage he was in, I think it kind of passed at that point. And he was looking at his face like, wait, did I just do this? Because I'm looking at this dude's face. His, his eye is gone. gone. Part gone. of his nose is gone. His gone. Ma- like this, like there is a crevice in his face. A hole. A hole. <laughs> his face. I was like, is this dude wearing like a ring or something? But no, the cuff of his armor comes right there. So probably as he was punching him, mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah, that dude did it. Yeah, poor Lenore. Your boy is gone. Man, and that scream he let out once he realized and once he was able to crawl over to him. Because, yeah, so Kristen punched him pretty good, too. Punched him in the face. And the crazy thing is the guards are more worried about pushing other people out. Sir Kristen is just a lot. He just walks out the room. Well, they don't know, like, what started. what started it? He is he is King's guard, and yeah. the the and if anybody was paying attention, they saw Damon make an aggressive move towards, mm-hmm. and he's her protector. He no no one knows really kind of. It doesn't seem like anybody really knows what happened. Right, and where did Damon go? Damon just took the fuck off. He 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 got the hell up out of there. He didn't want no part of it. He was like, "Yeah, this ain't my fight." Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> Deuces. He's gone. But then after that, you get the scene where they're still in the hall and it's just who it is. It's the Valarians, the parents, is the king and the queen, is Rhaenyra, and it's Lenor and the Septon. Yeah. They went ahead and got that marriage done. Because I guess the king was like, oh, that's enough, that's enough for celebrations. We ain't doing this no more. Let's get this shit over and done with, and all y'all motherfuckers can go home. Now, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of this shit happened at the tournament. They can the book. Yeah, they a lot of this stuff happened at the tournament. And so, ain't, ain't gonna be no tournament for this one. Yeah, they they but they just turned it into a brawl, mm-hmm. <laughs> the engagement party. Yeah, because I think there was a scene where. Um, um, Kristen unhorsed um, the Night of Kisses. Yeah, I think like, I did read something yeah. about that. Like, Matter of fact, yeah. Like, took his face off <laughs> with, I with, think, with, with that. And you know what? I don't want to get too much into it because that might come into spoiler territory. So what I will say is at the end of this season, we'll talk a little bit about the books. Mm-hmm. But I do know that there is a contingent where, you know, again, Allison clearly made her her stance known with the green. And I know that there are two contingents in the books called the greens and the, the blacks. Greens and the blacks, the yeah. greens separate. I mean, they uh, support Queen Allison and Aegon and the blacks uh, support Rhaenyra. And I think that, that during the tournament, Sir Kristen basically unhorsed everybody that was in the greens. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, I didn't think that was too much of a spoiler since they they were obviously not going to use that because they did it in the um, mm-hmm. they did it in, in the party. So yeah. So while they're sitting there um, doing the shotgun wedding, which again it's like immediately after all of this, Sir Kristen is actually out in the yard where the weirwood tree is. 
and he's taken off his white cloak, he's taken off his armor, he pulls his sword out. And they're interspersing both of these scenes together. So you have Lenor, who is trying to say his vows, can't even get the words out because literally he's still standing in the hall where his lover was killed. Like the blood is still on the floor. And the damn rat that came up and started drinking the blood. I was like, y'all dead ass wrong for that. But anyway, blood pool of blood is still on the floor. He's still bleeding. He's sitting there saying his vows, wiping his face. And poor Rhaenyra, I know that's not the kind of wedding that she thought she was going to have. And she's even trying to comfort him. Like she reaches up and she kisses him on the treat, just, try, just trying to make him, I know there's not anything you can do to make somebody feel better in that moment, but I mean, damn, y'all couldn't even give them time to just kind of whatever. Or maybe it was that they were like, okay, before Lenor changes his mind, let's go ahead and do this. Yeah, they they were like, he, he, he was going to not be worse shit for the next few days. So they had to get it over with. Right. So they get married in their shotgun wedding. Sir Kristen is out in the courtyard because, of course, you just committed murder. You just all you literally have sullied your white cloak with with blood this time. You know, the uh, Knight of Kisses has said something to Lenore earlier. He was like, yeah, I think you're I think her her Kingsguard has her blood stains or he, you know, said something mm-hmm. derogatory about the fact that he probably took her maidenhead or whatever. But I'm like, you literally have blood on your cloak now. And he sits there, he grabs a dagger, he's about to stab himself in the stomach and commit suicide. And the queen comes out and stops him, Sir Kristen. And that was it. And I was like, oh, he about to switch sides. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's going to become You talk about hell hath no fury like a woman scored. God damn, the man. Yeah. Oh, I was like... I'm telling you, I looked at the reactions to this episode. Some people were like, what in the holy fucking Game of Thrones did I just watch? I'm like, I have said this on all the message boards I'm a part of this week. I was like, y'all know weddings in Westeros do not have a good track record at all. Why did you expect this one to go off without a hitch? Mm. I mean, at least the... <sighs> oh, yeah. Right. I mean... <laughs> this one didn't this one didn't even make it to the vows before the bloodshed. At least, you know, with the red wedding, Catelyn's brother was married. They had just carried him off to the honeymoon suite, which ended up being a prison cell. And at least for Joffrey, you know, they did at least get a a, a wedding out of it, you know. But I'm just like. Poor Rhaenyra. This is not what she wanted. I mean, she already didn't want to get married. Then she agreed to the marriage. And then just a melee. And then I don't even think at this point they understood what happened. She probably will never find out. I I don't think anyone really has a clue as to why everything popped off. Mm -hmm. They, they, They can make guesses, but no one really no one really knows right and then in the midst of this marriage or this wedding the king passes out so i was sitting here thinking i was like you mean to tell me that somebody got killed and her daddy died because i'm thinking he's he's dead at this point 
I was like, you mean to tell me somebody got killed and her daddy died at her wedding? Some might tell you that this is not the wedding that needs to continue on. Like y'all need to just stop before. But no, looking at the promos for the next episode, which takes place 10 years later. So this is the last time that we will see young Allison and young Rhaenyra. But it's 10 years down the road and he's still alive and kicking. I was like, oh, okay. I guess Viserys ain't as weak as people think he is. Yeah. He's still there 10 years later. Or maybe, and see, I heard the thing about him being poisoned. I don't think he was being poisoned at this point. I think maybe the poisoning came later down the line. But again, I haven't read it. I don't know. Well, I think, I think. The type of leprosy, the very specific type of leprosy he has, mm-hmm. was what was given to him. Oh, gotcha. That oh. that was the quote unquote poisoning. Because apparently, like I said, the rumors are that that's what Oberon um was famous for using, poisoning his daggers. Mm. Okay. So. Okay. Like he he would go around collecting venom from snakes, and then he would manipulate the venom. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that I'm not saying the Martell did it, but it's possible that they had a type of leprosy that could be specific to one person, and maybe okay. not as contagious. Okay, but and and give him a slow death, but one that would ensure that by the time he died. Aegon would be old enough. Old enough to, yeah, to claim the throne. Right. Okay. Because it makes no sense to kill him when Aegon is like two months old or three months old or even two years old or three Mm -hmm. years old. That's that's not going to do anybody any good. Right. Right. Well, I tell you this episode, I was sitting here watching it like, yes, we are definitely back in Game of Thrones territory. God damn. Like that takes I sent you. Damn. Damn, damn. 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 I was like, okay, Florida Evans. Come <laughs> on now. But oh my goodness. So this was this was probably my favorite episode so far. But you say that after every episode, which is good because that means that the episodes get better and better, better, and better. And that's what they're supposed to do. Um, this had the right combination of political machinations and intrigue and, intrigue and action mm-hmm. it had it had just enough in it enough conversation to where you weren't bored like mm-hmm. the conversations were kind of like they spurred on the plot it's like oh you got some tea over here and oh you threatening this person over here oh okay you just basically putting it out there like okay yeah i'll be you know you could be my gay BFF. We'd just be married and you can go do, like, we cool. I was like, oh, okay. But but like the opening scene and the closing scene are both heads being bashed in. It's like, yeah, this is Game of Thrones. Yeah, it is. It is. The other thing, um, the conversation between Lord Corliss and Lady Rhaenys or Princess Rhaenys where he was talking about having overstepped and you know he was like I just want to make sure he was like you know our children you know they can sit on the iron throne and they should and blah 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 and he was like it was robbed for me she's like dude I'm over and done with that 
Like, let it go. Let it go. He's still holding on to it. What, what the kids call it, he's still a captain. <laughs> Is that what they call it? I don't know. I'm, I'm not even, I'm at the age where I'm not trying to speak like the young kids. Now nah, I've turned into our parents. I'm like, I'm not even going to try it. Yeah, he's he's still a captain for her. And she's like, I'm done with that. She was like, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Because she realizes it's a dangerous game. She was yeah. like, we are putting our son in danger because we're putting you know, all of our kids in danger. Yeah, but him especially because she's like, you know, Lord Corliss is walking around like every parent who has had a gay child and is like, oh, maybe this person will be the one to change them. And she was like, dude, you know that ain't the way he's looking. Like, you know what his tastes are. He was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, she has become more comely in the best. She was like, no. Well, maybe he'll no. grow out of it. No. 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 And she's just looking at him like, really? Come on. She was like, no, we're putting him in danger. Because no. she, she said that her 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 claim will be challenged. Mm-hmm. And knives will come out. It, it, yeah. It, it would have it been better for her had Viserys went ahead and died while Aegon is young. Yeah, the, it, it 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 probably would have been better for her mm-hmm. because once he gets older and becomes a dragon rider, then that's going to be problems. Mm-hmm. That's going to be problems. Yep, I think As so. We too. see in the promo is going to be problems. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting now. I just want to see. So, like I said, I, I read last night in a wiki of Ice and Fire. I think that's what it's called. Because I was like, okay, I need to know what's going on with this character and this character. Because especially because we we didn't see Lady Royce, but for so long in the episode, I was like, okay. So I started looking up her information. And then, of course, it has her tied to Damon. So I was like, okay, you know what? I already know part of the story. Let me go in and see what else goes on. So I'm reading through Damon stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, damn. Oh. And I was like, all right, let me go to Rainier. And I started looking at her stuff. And I was just like, Hmm, this is about to get way more interesting than I expected it to be because just the, okay, so we know Targaryens have had issues with people before. We know about the Dance of Dragons. We've heard references to it in Game of Thrones. We know that it was a bloody battle between Targaryens. I did not realize the magnitude of the word. <laughs> you, someone on the pre- I, on one of our previous podcasts, I don't know if it was you mm-hmm. or Michelle or Lori, but someone's like, <clears throat> they have so many dragons. Like, where did all the dragons go in 170 70 years? They were all dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where they all went. Yeah. Most of them are dead. I was reading you know? that too. And I was Most of them like, were killed. So, like, oh, this is really about, okay, huh. All right. I'm just, I was sitting there reading. It, look, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm supposed to be asleep. I got my glasses on in the bed and looking at my phone <laughs> like this. Like the Song of Ice Fire Wiki is going through what? And I was like, oh, I don't need to read anymore, but let me check out this one little detail. I sat here and read that thing for like 30 minutes and I was like, no, 
let me put it down. I said, because I'm going to be too spoiled because then I'm going to be aching. Like, oh, when are y'all showing this? They I, might not show you, some of this until season two. I'm going to tell you what your friend had me do. The person I live with whom I'm related to by marriage. Who is sitting on a beach right now. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <sighs> we well, actually, now she's probably in, in, in the alchemy bar having some drinks. Because it's only 8.30 right now. Michelle left us and went on a cruise. Left all of us. Left all of us. Her husband, her child, <laughs> all of us. Her podcasting people. She left Everybody. us all. She, on a, um, she was on a beach in Mexico today. And I'm jealous. I'm hella jealous. So I told Hanukkah I was going to send her pictures, huh? Because I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. I don't need to see him. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. So we were going through YouTube and someone had posted a video of, oh, um, Let's see how Daenerys is related to Rhaenyra. So right. she followed the line from Rhaenyra to Daenerys. And of course, the family tree has spoilers. Anytime you look at a family tree, it's going to give you spoilers. Yep. And and so we're sitting there. It's like a 15, 20-minute video. And we're watching. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how I was. I was like, oh, oh. And that's just oh. going through the family tree. This ain't even talking about all the other stuff. All the other stuff. That's just that the happened. family tree. I was looking at some of this stuff like, God damn. Who? Okay. Talk about some sibling rivalry and talk about some fa- uh, dysfunctional family stuff. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, this is. This is going to be a mess. We only have five more episodes in this season. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do as far as how they're going to end this season. And then what we're going to pick up in the second season. Cause I'm like, there's so much like for this to have been just a chapter in a book that was just about genealogy. They have filled in so many blanks in such a great way. And I'm just like, I just, I just want all the tea now. I need to know how all this ends. I need to know how all these people play a part. Cause I know this isn't, I know this episode wasn't the last time we're going to see of Otto Hightower. So I'm like, okay, how are they going to bring him back? What is the queen about to do? How is that relationship about to? Yeah. Cause I read some of the quotes from the book and I was just like, oh, Allison got real bitchy and snarky, but I forgot that in the books, they weren't best friends first. They were, Mm -hmm. they actually started as stepdaughter and stepmother and they had a good relationship until she bore him two sons and he still didn't change his, his line of succession. And that's when I think Allison started getting jealous of Rhaenyra and that's when the the divide really started happening. But I was like, this is going to be very interesting to watch. I'm, uh, what was it? I saw another meme today said uh, it's Sunday night. So I'm waiting to see in what ways I can support Damon Targaryen. Tonight. <laughs> Damon. I mean, he doesn't have to do a lot. Just his presence on the screen, the way he looks at people, the way he kind of sits there all slumped, like what's up, which y'all going to do. He does not give a fuck what anybody um, thinks of him. When I was when I was at on the panel for one of the panels about Game of Thrones, mm. and someone had asked a question. A member of the audience asked a question saying, "What makes 
a Game of Thrones story? Like, what what is like an inherent quality of a Game of Thrones story? Mm-hmm. The inherent quality to me of what I said was, it's like dominoes. There's one event mm-hmm. that kicks off a, a series of events. It just branches out. And I want to, I want to have an addendum. I'm going to add an addendum to that. Mm-hmm. Damon Targaryen is that person that thumps <laughs> that first. He's the person that thumps that first domino. Mm-hmm. That 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 is his purpose. Like everything he does is to kick something off. Mm-hmm. He 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 is the worst of the. You know, people like Littlefinger and Otto Hightower. They set the dominoes up. Mm-hmm. hoping that they get knocked over. Then we'll watch right up to it. Bloop. Yep. And don't even think about the consequences. I'm just going right. to see what happens. Now, I think Littlefinger is a very close second because I think he also controls things in a way he, like he, he, he has does. this he has this gift of foresight into seeing how things will play out. Okay, so if I do this here, it's going to trigger this over here. And then if I do this here, like he has that long range tunnel vision mm-hmm. to where he can see every move that he's going to make for the next five, six, seven moves and how it's going to affect things. So I don't, I don't know. I always had the opposite view of Littlefinger. Really? I always saw Littlefinger as as I'm going to, he's like the CIA. I'm going to destabilize this people over here. I'm going to destabilize over here. I'm mm-hmm. going to destabilize over here. And I'm just going to sit back and see how it all starts to shape out. But I'm going to put myself in the best position to benefit, mm-hmm. which is his his famous line, chaos is a ladder. Right. We, and, and that's what he does. V- Varys was the one who was trying to always control I'm, the book and the TV Varys were very different. Okay. Well, not very different, but they were different enough. The book Varys was into making, was into setting things up mm-hmm. more or less. He was the opposite of chaos as a ladder. He was okay. about control situations. Right. He wanted to control. He knew what outcome he wanted and he would push things into that direction of the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, Littlefinger was not outcome oriented the only outcome he had was i'm going to be on top i don't really care how i get there mm-hmm. but i know that i'm going to be in the best position when the dust settles yeah which is what he was trying to do so i said all that to say is that damon is very much sort of like that except he's not putting himself in the best position he's just knocking the dominoes over and just just kind of see how everything just kind of plays out. Right, right. You know, I'm going to either be on the top or the bottom, but hey, this is going to be a fun show to watch. Right. You know, that, 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 that to me feels like a Damon thing. Okay. You know, he saw someone set up the dominoes. He's going to go knock them over. Right. You know, <laughs> that's, that's him. I mean, yeah. if it works. Because at the end of the day, he's probably like, yeah, I'm going to be king somehow. Right. If not, I'm gonna be close. And I'm gonna get what I want. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. He's gonna be closer and closer. hmm Yeah. Oh goodness. This episode, and I, I don't want to use the word fun because it wasn't a fun episode in that sense. It was very this, entertaining. It was. It was. That's the word. 
It was very entertaining. And like I said, I'll just, I'll just watch Damon Targaryen just do whatever. He don't even have to say nothing. I just want to see what he's going to do. Because like, even without opening his mouth, he irritates the fuck out of people. He and they react to that. Like four lines, like three or four lines in have Valerian at the end of the episode. Yeah, because he didn't speak other than that. He didn't utter a word, didn't say a word to his brother, didn't say a word. I mean, just I, I think oh, he said thing, a few words to, to Gerald Royce. He said a few words to him. Yes, to Gerald Royce and then to uh, Sir Harwin when he was like, uh, yeah, can I cut in on this dance? And Sir Harwin was like, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> he was like, yeah, not going to touch this until his dad was like, yo, go get her. <laughs> Because she could have gotten stomped. Nobody yeah. was really paying attention and nobody knew exactly what was going on, you know, until the crowd kind of cleared and you saw Kristen beating in old dude's face. That, oh, that face was horrible. Oh my God. Horrible. Terrible. Mm. Hell, it was worse than the dogs munching on Ramsey's face. So yeah, because like, we didn't see that. We heard it. We heard it, but we didn't, <laughs> we didn't see it. See I'm it. trying to think, did we see anything that gross? On I mean Oberyn was I was gonna say yeah, you know, the mountain smashing Oberyn. Oberyn was yeah, so it was pretty graphic. Yes, it was. And yeah. and you heard and you that one it. too. And you saw it too. That was yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. Like all you had to do was shut your damn mouth, Oberyn. Just shut your damn mouth. You had it in the bag. Even even the pies that Aria made were still not as bad. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Any final thoughts about episode five? I think I think we done said all there is to say. I guess the title of this episode will be Big Dick Energy. Damon Targaryen. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Anytime uh, Damon gets on the screen, there's Big BDE. There BDE. you go. I mean, like I said, he, he doesn't have to utter a word. Not one single word. And he gets the job done. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. We have a Discord channel. You can watch us on YouTube, and we are on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>